Brooke, and you're listening to the Vintage Gardener Podcast, which is where I give you tips and tricks for gardening, specifically if you're in South Jersey, Zone 7A. So today's podcast is not going to be about a gardening topic per se. Uh, If you listen to the podcast, you know last week I did a podcast on soil and one before that, which was admittedly quite some time ago, I think was on, actually, I don't even remember what it was on. Actually, you know, I think it was on Flower Societies. This one, I'm going to be giving you guys a mid-season review on my plant trials. So if you are not watching me on YouTube or you're not part of my Facebook group, number one, you should be. Um, You guys should head right on over there and join. You will know that the reason I started this blog, this podcast, and my YouTube channel is because eventually I would like to grow flowers and sell them. And... Specifically, I want to grow heirloom flowers, which is why I call myself the vintage gardener. I like vintage styles of garden gardening. It doesn't matter what type of style. I just like the old-fashioned gardening, and I do like old-fashioned flowers. And one of the things that I've mentioned before was that I had a frustration because, you know, I could not find the flowers that I would like to grow because nobody is growing them. So... The thing with heirloom flowers is because most people don't grow them and you can't get them in most stores, it's not clear how some of these flowers will actually do, you know, in my, in New Jersey, in this area. So I decided for the next few years, I'm going to be doing plant trials. So number one, I'm going to be trying to master growing these plants from seed because that's all that's out there and number two I'm going to be seeing how well they do in my garden and so annuals I'm not particularly too worried about the annuals because those are things that typically only last one season the real trial will be things like um you know perennials like uh lupine and you know peonies which I'm actually growing from seed because those are the things that because they stay in your garden. It's very important to know what things will actually work, what things won't. So gardening this year was very interesting. Um, first off, I'm in a new house. I purchased a old Victorian farmhouse that I named Wildfell Manor. It is a bigger house. It is a bigger property than what I had before. It is The topography of my house, my, I guess I should say my yard is different. It's very flat here. My last garden had a serious slope. And so there were some challenges that I had this year that I did not count on. And it's just one of those types of things. I wouldn't have been able to know that until I actually started um, growing things here. So the biggest thing was, you know, I started seeds in a unheated greenhouse or a hoop house you may be more familiar with that term the reason I did that is that in my last house I tried growing seeds had no success as a matter of fact um, this is the first year I've actually had success success growing and transplanting seeds into the garden and so when I tried in my last garden it just didn't work I think the only seed that I started indoors that made it outside were hollyhocks and they just 
they just nothing happened they they didn't survive and that was because I didn't have indoor growing light with the growing lights I didn't have that one thing I did on accident at my last house was I put some seeds in the ground and I just was like whatever this is never gonna work and wonder of wonder they came up and they bloomed that year the things that I did from seed were Ms. Mars Sunflower, which is one of my all-time favorites. And the other thing was Cosmos. Those are the first two things I ever tried from seed and worked. Last year, I did have my house on the market, but I did actually start, I think it was Zinnia and Envy. That's what I tried uh, growing from seed outdoor. I, I threw it in direct sow outdoor and it, I actually got a bloom. They look better at this garden and that'll be for reasons that I'll go into later. So one thing I wanted to do with this garden is I wanted to simulate, you know, grow, things growing the way they grow outdoors. Because the thing with grow lights indoors is that, you know, you're constantly adjusting the light, you know, growing indoors, in my opinion, sometimes doesn't, the plants may not be as strong. Then you have an issue with, you have to harden them off and that takes a long time. And, you know, in real life, I'm an attorney and so... I don't necessarily have the time, you know, to be, for example, putting my plants out one hour at a time, you know, and bringing them back in and that sort of thing. That's just not going to work. So I wanted to do something that was a little bit more workable for the type of schedule that I had. And, you know, with the uh, unheated greenhouse, it's almost to a certain extent, it was like winter sowing. Honestly, that's, the, I think that's the best way to describe it. It was like winter sowing. Except I think I probably would have had more success, success if I had just done winter sowing. So that's what I did. So I got a greenhouse. It was by King Canopy, which I had used at my last house. It was not quite as successful at this, at this house. And in fact, if you've been watching my YouTube channel, you will know that the greenhouse flipped over a couple of times. And the reason that happened was... What I didn't realize with this property is that there's no wind breaks. So when the wind rushes through my property, there's nothing to slow it down. In my other yard, I, there was a, a fence at the back to separate my property from the cemetery behind it. My neighbor had a fence. And because of the way my property sloped and where I had the greenhouse located, it was just protected from a lot of wind. So leaving the flaps open to vent it, you know, I did in windy days and it was fine but here doing that it acted like a kite and so it was a real issue and with it flipping over a couple of times it really did destroy a, a lot of my seeds um i started out i think i probably planted close to 2000 seeds which is a teeny bit ambitious considering the fact that i had never grown anything successfully from seed and because it flipped over a couple of times i would say that i probably lost at least half of those seeds which does make me very, very sad. So that was the greenhouse. <laughs> um, I started seeds. The first set of seeds I started were poppies, which you will probably remember from some of the videos that I posted. I also did uh, calendula. I think I, I did some cornflower, which is also known as basher button and pretty much the flowers that I started I started as a result of 
Like I, I follow this flower farmer, Florette, and I signed up to get their newsletters. And at a certain point in time, there was an email sent out saying, oh, now is when you should start. And they listed all the flowers. And so that's what I went by. The only thing is, and I should have known better because I mean, I've done podcasts on this, you know, Florette Farm is located in a different zone in a different climate than I am. And so some of the things, let's put it this way. Some of the plants that like, for example, cornflower, which if you check out any website specifically says it can handle frost. Yeah, I can tell you right now, they did not, (laughs) they did not handle frost. Uh, We got a late frost. It was just not good. I lost almost all of my cornflower. And I, if I remember correctly, I think I started 144 seeds. And of those 144 seeds, oh man, I can't even, if I put 40 in the ground, I'd be surprised. And quite frankly, because of everything that was going on, they, I think they just, they, their growth stalled because I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be taller than what I have. Now what I have, although it's short and I think it's probably stunted, it's still, um, it's still blooming. They're reblooming, And so the, it's very pretty and I'm probably going to cut some of the little flowers to bring inside, but I think the heads on them are supposed to be bigger, but, um, But yeah, so what I learned for next year is that I will use Florette's guide as an actual guide. And I, I have since then, I, I have realized what flowers I, for here in New Jersey, I need to start a little bit later. So cornflower is one of those things that I will definitely be starting a little bit later to avoid having the issue that I did. Uh, let's see. So what else? So there was that, um, my gardening, one of the things that was difficult this year was COVID. Um, I was planning to put beds flanking my driveway, which I did, but my plan was to rent a sod cutter and just remove the grass, which given the small, well, for a sod cutter, that would have been a small space. And quite frankly, I probably... I mean, I would imagine using the sod cutter probably would have been akin to, you know, using a lawnmower. And if I had, you know, mowed an eight by 40 strip of grass, it probably would have taken me 10 minutes. Now, granted, it would have taken me longer to actually get the grass up and, you know, take it to the back. But obviously, you know, it would have been a lot easier than what I did, which was dig all the grass out by hand. Yes, I know I was crazy. And let me tell you what, I was sore for quite, it was a couple months. I was sore for a month straight. It was just, it was brutal. It was hard, but I got it done and it looks great. And so that is something different than what I did at my last property. Uh, With my last property, I created beds by outlining and then using a tiller and I think because all the grass was getting chopped up, I think I thought, okay, well, I killed it and I kind of hadn't. Um, The roots were still down there and they regenerated. And so even though I put like, you know, the newspaper, I did layers of newspaper with mulch. um, If I were to poke a hole in the newspaper, I could see the grass roots underneath it. And anyway, that grass, I was definitely having... I fought a lot to keep that grass (laughs) from reasserting itself. 
I can honestly say with this year, it was a lot easier. I don't get me wrong. I did still have some grass come through, but I don't know. Some I think because I had removed it I, and maybe it was just like the type of thing it had to germinate and then grow through the mulch. It just, I don't know. It, I found like it was easier to keep weeded. Um, I could get the grass out much more easily than I could at my last house. And I feel like with weeding this year, it was just, it was a lot nicer. It was just a lot easier. So that part I'm really happy about. Um, so then there are the plants themselves. Um, you know, with my greenhouse getting flipped over a couple of times, <laughs> all the tags fell off. And so one of the things I struggled with was I just, I didn't know what I was planting. I mean, you know, generally, yeah, I knew what I had, what seeds I had planted, had sown, you know, but because you know, for me, I don't know about you. Um, I've always been really bad at identifying seedlings, um, especially if I've never, you know, grown that plant before. Because you know, usually when plants get the, their second leaves, that's the true set. That's that looks like it's the real leaves. And so with things like hollyhock, I've grown that from seed before. Oh, you know what? That was the third type of seed I grew at my last house, hollyhock. I know what those seeds look like. Um, for sunflowers, I know what those look like. Uh, bachelor buttons, calendula, uh, what's the other stuff? Baby's breath, because I actually got, did get a lone plant. Um, nasturtium, well nasturtium I recognize because it's an herb, so I'd seen it before, so it had some distinct leaves. But things like Cosmos, actually, you know what, I did grow some Cosmo, and so that one I did recognize. But Cosmo, in my opinion, uh, looked a lot similar, very similar to Nigella and that part one I had never seen before. So there was a lot of flowers that I really had never seen before. Like, oh, another one, stock. I had never seen stock before. And um, I never, I've never grown it from seed and I grew specialty kind. And sometimes even when you have like, for example, zinnias, like, you know, I grew tall zinnias and then I grew one that was like a dwarf size and the leaves look slightly different. So it was just one of those things that <clears throat> I really, I'd struggled because I didn't know what I'd planted and some of the plants, I wasn't sure if they were weeds or not. I figured some of them weren't weeds because I it's like, okay, I did recall planting, you know, like for example, I have two magnolia trees and I do recall planting some things in front of it, but, um, some things, yeah, I, I did end up with a lot of weeds that I was kind of babbling about just because I was terrified to pull them because I thought that they were, I thought that they were flowers. And so, you know, now that they're blooming, obviously I can tell now what it is. And of course, next year when I grow them again, because I really enjoyed I really loved everything that came up. Now I actually know what they look like. So, so it won't be an issue. Now for plants that I'm trying to think, there were some plants I did. I had a devil of a time germinating to the point that I'll try it again next year and I'll see what happened. Uh, the first one was Hungarian blue poppies. I didn't get a single, a single seedling off of that. I planted a lot of poppy. They were mother of pearl. Actually, that one germinated like a champ. I had a lot of peony poppies and they germinated well. And I'm trying to think. Like I said, the one, 
the one I didn't get a single germination on was the Hungarian poppy. Uh, I did plant this one I think called Black Swan. It eventually germinated, but I think the issue with that one was the seeds were a little bit older. So, yeah, unfortunately I didn't get to transplant any poppies, which is very sad because I planted, I planted, ooh, how many did I plant? I planted over 200 poppy seeds. And, but once again, those were ones that got turned over. So next year, I'm going to try Hungarian blue poppy. And one of the things I'm going to do with that poppy, as well as the rest of them, is I'm going to definitely cold stratify them. And so what I'm going to do is come, I don't know, maybe October, I'm going to put the seeds in a plastic bag and put them in my, uh, in my refrigerator to let them get nice and chilled. Um, poppies are also one of those things that tend to winter sow very well. So I do, am going to try some winter sowing, but I'm not going to use milk jugs. I'm going to use two cups. I'm going to use like a solo cup and then I'm going to use a slightly smaller plastic cup and kind of do it that way. So that way I can put fewer seeds in because one thing I can tell you that I think probably caused me issues was... I didn't really thin things out. I just kind, some things I just let the plant grow into, you know, two plants grow into one and it actually worked very well. And, but some things I know when I separated things, I probably did damage the roots and that could be one reasons why it took things so long to bloom. So the other plant that did not germin, um, germinate well was Bells of Ireland. It just, it just didn't, it just didn't do well. Um, I probably should have known I had a problem when I saw the germination rate on the one packet of seeds said 57%. And so that means that almost half of them don't germinate. So I did look on the instructions. Apparently that's a plant that really does better with direct sowing. So I think, so I'm going to modify what I do. So I think what I'm going to do for that one is... I'm going to, I'm going to grow definitely, well actually I'm going to do this for all of them, but definitely that's one that I would grow in a solo cup, um, in, since it's much deeper, because I think if I do that, uh, I do more solo cups, I think that it will simulate, because it's more dirt in there, it will simulate better growing outside. Um, I'll, I'll give it a try for a couple years to see if I can do it. And if not, then that may just be one of those, <laughs> those flowers that I just can't do. Um, I'm sure there's a reason we don't see Bells of Ireland and I'm sure that's probably it because it is very tricky to germinate. So those are the two that I think just didn't, nothing happened. Everything else I did, did germinate. Um, I did this year, I had better success with not losing plants to damping off. Uh, I think it's because I, what I did that was differently, what was different this year was that in some cases I pre-moistened the soil before I put it in. And, um, because of that, I, I, I didn't have to, it didn't, well, when they were germinating, I felt like it didn't. It wasn't as moist as it typically was so they came up and the ones that did come up most of them did not have that particular fungal issue so things that I would say 
did not work was the containers, the trays that I used. I used the Jiffy Pro Hacks, which is there's 72 per tray. Uh, the Pro Hacks, one of the things it's on there is saying, oh, it's supposed to help root development, you'll have a bigger plant. And oh, I don't know, I just I wasn't I wasn't a real I wasn't a real fan. Um the it's not like the plants got bigger. Like, you know, I, I mean, listen, I buy, you know, I buy sell trays from the, um, grower. And so I, you know, they, there's these little, you know, little force pack type deals and those plants get kind of big in there. And, you know, this was supposed to say, was actually saying like, you know, this will do better, a better job, but the plants really just didn't get very big in there. So I don't know, I'm not convinced that's the way to go. So uh, next year, I'm gonna go with cups. Um, I The second set of plants that I started, which were zinnias, I got some of those little mouthwash cups from Wegmans and I poked holes in them and did it that way. And there's some other things I grew in there and it did really well. Like the zinnia, I was very surprised, like the zinnias, seemed to like it even some even though some of them got a little bit root bound I tell you what when I put them in the ground they definitely did not get stunted in growth because a lot of the zinnias are at least two feet high some of them are actually approaching you know waist height so they did really well so I'm either going to use I probably will go a little bit bigger than the mouthwash size uh, maybe I'll do like a four ounce cup at least but I think what I'm really looking to do is getting uh, like one you know, just solo cups, you know, whatever color or clear ones and doing it that way. Um, I did start recently some sunflowers and I got to go put those out in the garden. Um, they're tall. Um, I mean, granted it's a taller sunflower, but they are tall. I did check a couple of them. The, uh, the roots are, they just, there's a lot more root room for the roots. And so I definitely like that. So I think for a lot of things, particularly poppies, which don't transplant well, I think that's gonna, I think it's gonna work better for me. And of course, <laughs> I gotta get my greenhouse situation squared away. And uh, speaking of which, I have made a decision on a greenhouse. Um, you know, one of the things that I think that hampered my ability in terms of green getting greenhouse is, um, I don't, I don't have any carpentry skills and so you know because of that I tend to I was getting stuff that was you know ready made but I'm going to get an easy frame greenhouse and what it is is that this company makes gives you the brackets and basically you go and buy your own two by two lumber and so the thing with the brackets is that you don't have to make any angled cuts the brackets themselves take care of it. the only thing you have to do is the straight cuts in terms of length so my dad did uh, let me borrow his slide saw and so that's what I will be using and once you kind of frame it up you can cover it with any material you can cover it with you know just regular greenhouse plastic you can get some of that corrugated plastic from Lowe's my eventual goal is to completely cover it with um, corrugated plastic but for right now because of course that corrugated plastic is much more expensive i think i'll probably just do the corrugated plastic on the roof and then on the sides of it i think i'm just going to do just greenhouse um you know plastic and then over time just slowly do it so that i have um 
you know, the greenhouse, um, the corrugated plastic all over it. Um, also with the, with this particular system, you anchor it and I'm not really sure how you anchor it at this point, but of course I'll figure it out. You do anchor it to railroad ties. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Lowe's bring out some railroad ties. Um, now that I have a saw, like the slide saw I have will actually cut through railroad ties, but you know, with the railroad ties, you can, you know, drill a hole through them and you can put like those heavy duty metal stakes to keep it secured to the ground, which is, or rebar, which is exactly what I'll be doing to make sure that it doesn't, you know, to give it support and make sure it doesn't, you know, fly off, you know, in the wind. And then you put the frame on top of it and just secure it to the, you know, to the, to the railroad tie. And so that'll, should keep it from, you know, blowing off and that sort of thing. Um, this company, you know, does have add-ons like, you know, vents for the top and as well as extra doors and that sort of thing. So that is the plan. And I think with that, um, you know, one thing I won't have to deal with is losing my plants. Um, on the inside, I decided that, especially now that my dad is letting me use his saw and, you know, now that I've built some raised beds, I'm going to actually build heavy duty, like more heavy duty shelving uh, with wood and I'm going to get um, like the caster wheels to put on it so that if I need to move it around I can do that and basically I'll just you know put the woods make a frame and then put like um, hardware cloth so that when I water it the water will go through and I don't have anything collecting so that's the plan that's what I, my plans are thus far and of course I've got more season to go so that may change and so I'm also getting estimates on having water spigots put out and that will be a, actually I'm doing videos on that because I'm, that's more demonstrative, but, um, I kind of know where I'm going with that. I've been getting some estimates. They're pretty reasonable. And so, um, next year of course will be, you know, the plant trials year two. I will have a new garden. Um, I will be doing the parterre garden and hopefully I've already posted the YouTube video. If not, it'll be coming shortly. And so it will be 36 by 60. So it'll be a much more substantial garden. And so I will have to plant even more plants than what I did this year. And of course, it's going to be a lot more imperative that I not lose any plants to my greenhouse flipping over. So, um, you know, Thus far, I've been very happy with my success. Um, I did still get to plant several hundred plants. Um, I, you know, it's been fun watching everything come up. It's been fun playing the guessing game of, well, what did I plant here? And, you know, the things that I planted, I love the way it turned out. I'm excited for next year to uh, do it again and improve on what I did before. And, you know, I'll get the hang of it and I'll have, you know, be able to plant more and more things that I grow and um, hopefully I won't have any more issues with you know with you know massive amounts of plants being killed for you know various reasons so that is pretty much it for the mid-season so um, in the fall I will kind of give you a final a final wrap-up I'll talk tell you about any um, disease issues I had with the plants, what things worked, what things didn't, 
um, you know, in terms of seed collection, you know, cutting flowers, because I did do a lot of cutting flowers and tell you what, you know, what I thought about it. And then I'll tell you what I, you know, my plans for next year's garden. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, hopefully it inspires you to go out and grow some of your own stuff. And hey, you know, if you lose half your seedlings, it's not the end of the world. You can still have a beautiful garden. <laughs> and um, I will, you guys will, I guess I was supposed to say I was going to see you guys, but I won't be seeing you. I'll, there'll be another podcast coming up soon. It's probably going to be on a plant topic I'll be talking to you about one of my favorite plants which is roses and all the things you know we'll have a it'll be a multi multi episode series on roses and everything you need to know with roses and you know you'll get to hear my trials and tribulations and growing roses and how I successfully grow them now so thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys in the next podcast Thank you.